All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Why are the playoffs better at Boston Pizza? Because we've optimized our sports bar experience by studying in-depth analytics. Starting with our new BP Winged Ribs, currently leading all apps in wings above replacement, and deep-fried pickle wedges, an early favorite for the unanimous number one overall pickle. And, of course, the advanced stats darling and leader in pints per game, the new Beer Mosa. Catch the playoffs at Boston Pizza, powered by Fanalytics. You're tuned in to Oilers Nation every day with Tyler Uramchuk, live every weekday on the Nation Network YouTube. Game two. Who's scared? We're not scared. The Oilers are going to get it right back. We're live at Greta. Let's get into it with the lead. Giddy up. Game two of the Stanley Cup playoffs for the Edmonton Oilers. Welcome into Oilers Nation every day. We are live on location once again, coming to you from Greta Bar, where it is quiet now. But for our watch parties on Friday and Sunday, this place will be bumping, Jay. And tonight, too. It'll be bumping tonight. It'll be bumping every day. Before the storm. Yeah. Uh, Fired up. Ready to go. Game two. Oilers Kings tonight. Uh, have you, you weren't on the show yesterday, obviously. We replace you with Sean Bell when it's not a game day. That's uh, a downgrade. But what were your thoughts on game <laughs> one? You were in attendance for the Oilers loss. Well, that's just a game we should have won. We completely outplayed for the first two periods and then just kind of fell asleep there in the third and got in a bit of mm-hmm. penalty trouble. I'm not uh, one that's going to be, you know, grabbing onto the refs uh, or the fault uh, narrative. You know, Bush took a bad penalty there with a minute 50 yep. left. Um, and you know, doesn't do that probably win the game. We almost still held on to it, but we, we set ourselves up. We took our foot off the gas, didn't play a full 60 minutes, but those first 40 minutes to me were kind of all I need to see to kind of give me the comfort. 
Um, I'm also, you know, I know you guys probably talked about this ad nauseum and all the other things, yeah. but stop embarrassing us. Don't throw shit on the ice, especially oh. in game one of the playoffs. Like we're better than that. Also as someone, you know, anyone who's going to the games like that type of behavior, you know what they're going to do? They're going to cut off sales early. And if you wanted to keep rolling through the playoffs, acts like that, they're going to have to respond to. So just stop doing that. I thought, you know, that was kind of just like, I was, I was mad we lost, but I was yeah. actually more upset with all that shit. Yeah, it was kind of dumb. Uh, we talked about it a little bit yesterday. All stupid. Uh, we are live on the Oilers Nation YouTube. We're twisted. Hopped in and said, pretty sure my whole apartment building heard me Monday night. Tonight <laughs> shall be no different. I know our guy Gavin, the intern, got an email from his like condo board being like, just a reminder that yelling and stomping are not okay. Playoffs here. Everyone should be everyone should be exonerated from any of those yeah. types of uh, bylaw crimes. We'll call them bylaw crimes. Yeah. Those are the only crimes you can commit during playoffs bylaw crimes condo boards have no power in the postseason i want to go back to kind of my wrap up of game one yeah and this is where i like i'm not concerned okay you need to lose one game to win in five am i not right you're not wrong well then we just got it out of the way yeah like my prediction at the beginning of the series was oilers in six that means there's going to be another disappointing night coming at some point for us for my prediction to come right i'm not worried at all the oilers looked so good for not even 40 minutes for 50 minutes of that hockey game like they were 17 seconds away from winning in game one. I don't come away, and I talked about this obviously a lot yesterday on the show. I don't come away from that one being like, oh, man, that Kings team can do exactly that three more times because I don't think they can. I uh, also wanted to give a shout-out to our guy Dukes down in Australia who uh, sent out a tweet in frustration saying he showed up 80 minutes early into the YouTube chat, still couldn't get first comment. That one went to uh, <laughs> our guy Twisted. We have a loaded show. Here's everything we're going to be doing today. Frank Saravalli is going to stop by in a couple of minutes. He's going to give us an outsider view on how game one went. And NHL we'll- outsider Frank Saravalli? Oilers outsider, <laughs> NHL insider. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to go through some other series with Frank. It's a Sherwood Ford Giant game day. Shout out to our friends at Sherwood Ford the Giant, which means we are giving away one of these bad boys today, a hashtag ON Oil Up Playoff tee. You can get yours now at nationgear.ca. Or you can win one a little bit later in the show. We'll run through all the important numbers, all the important lineup notes, all that game day fun today on Oilers Nation every day. But the big story coming out of Oilers Morning Skate today, our very own Jason Greger reporting, Matthias Janmark likely done for the series for the Edmonton Oilers. Blocked a shot, and we got a clip of uh, the play where it actually happened. The crowd was loving it when Janmark blocked like three shots in a row, Mm -hmm. I think. But the downside of that, he got banged up. You can never predict injuries. Broken this does play. create an interesting choice for the Oilers head coach, Jay Woodcroft, though. Do you bring in a guy like Devin Shore or do you go with the very popular 11 and 7 approach, Liam? Huh? I know this is such a split one it for is. me. I have allegiances in both camps. I, I think the interesting, I don't know. I really don't know what the answer is because I'm, I don't think either of them are really going to bring too much to the game. So, Maybe you do just go with a Broberg just in case something does happen on the blue line, which would be unfortunate. But 11 and 7, the others, if the others only have 11 forwards, sorry, then they can roll just McDavid and Dreisaitl a little bit more. Like, I think yeah. tonight is obviously a very, very important game. So maybe having Dreisaitl and McDavid on the ice a little bit extra than you usually did would be good. Mm-hmm. And additionally, the bottom six was so good last game. Imagine if they had a dry saddle on McDavid with them too. Like what kind of juice that would put into them as well. Like maybe yep. that's something to look into. Yeah, I mean, the Oilers' best line when you look at how the shot share broke down last game was McLeod, Derek Ryan, and Warren Fogle. 
Derek Ryan had a good game. I, I thought that whole bottom six was yeah. really buzzing. And then you look at tonight. I think what the play probably is, is you're shifting McLeod to the wing and you're going to run kind of those wingers in the bottom six. So you have, I mean, McLeod Costin, I think could be an interesting duo to play together. If you then go Fogel and Derek Ryan, and then you have all your centers that can rifle their way through the nice thing about this. It gives the Oilers a little bit of flexibility and they can maybe mix things up a bit. Uh, I was going to save this for our Boston pizza segment, but I'll hit it now. Connor McDavid played like 15 of his 18 minutes last game with Philippe Deneau on the ice. Connor McDavid was held off the score sheet. I think you want to try to get him in some different matchups this evening. I think we're going to get a pissed off Connor McDavid regardless. Um, but I think going 11 and seven maybe opens the door for Connor McDavid to have an even yeah, bigger game tonight. Up. Like, I think we have to, to uh, I'm going to continue on that, but like, you know, losing Yanmark does, does hurt, but I think we yeah. can absorb it. Like he's, he's, he's just solid and competent and reliable. Um, your comment about that. Like I, I noticed with Connor, like, Every all of his like there was a couple like beautiful like went through a bunch of guys situations, mm-hmm. but outside of that, a lot of his one on one situations he was on like they were they were checking him they were they were getting his stick uh, mm-hmm. on the puck and breaking it up, um, and it wasn't just Dano like Dano was going to be out there and smother it. like on home ice we should be avoiding that like the plague as much yep. as possible, uh, so yeah with eleven and seven it gives it more flexibility to do so. But um, I, th- I thought, you know, to give the Kings props, uh, they did a good job of containing McDavid. Mm-hmm. Some talk about Stuart Skinner from the last game. Tyler Mulek, our guy who you ran into at a game the other day. Yeah. Uh, he said, needs Skinner to steal us this one. And there was some pushback in the chat about that. And some people said it was Maynard who said Skinner just needs to be good. If he has to steal this game, that's an issue. And I actually think I'm going to side more with Maynard. Like Stuart Skinner was not bad in the last game. He wasn't great, though. He was good and they lost an OT. I think a lot of the reasons and a lot of the mistakes happened in front of Stuart Skinner. So tonight, I think it's more of the same. If the Oilers clean up their discipline, clean up some of those mistakes, like the playoff, the faceoff and things like that, then Stuart Skinner can have the exact same level he did last game and they'll win this hockey game. Yeah, well, first goal, what was a deflection? That backhand was deflected. Uh, And then it was a good one-timer, right? From both Mm -hmm. from from, um, Kempe. And then the third one, was the one that kind of slipped through. Kind of slipped through, but that was a bullet. Like, ah, kids yeah. squeaked through, and we, and we lost the battle for them to, to to poke it in. That was also a bit of a bad break. I was talking with someone yesterday, and they were like, man, like that puck is like this much either other direction. He smothers it, hits the post, it bounces in front of him. It was just, again, a bit of a bad break. And we know in the playoffs, you need luck and things like that. But last game, like the Oilers were the better team. LA kind of got the bounces and all the LA goals were preventable from an Oilers perspective, whether it's by staying out of the box or just being a little bit tighter and not snoozing off because you're up by two again. So it's just all the reasons why I'm not incredibly concerned about the way things went in game one. And I think we should stop booing Drew Doughty. I feel like that's giving him like respect for some reason. Like what has he done to warrant booing outside of just making those like comments? Yeah. I think that, though that's fuel for him. Why are we even giving it? Yeah, to him? for for him especially. But when the others went to LA last, they all booed McDavid every time he touched the puck after the Mike like, Anderson yeah. hit. Let's uh, give it back a little bit. It's yeah, the playoffs. That thing happens. That yeah, stuff kind of happens. The one, the one thing I noticed. I don't know if you talked about this in any of the nine shows you've done between that game and now <laughs> is. The, the building got on the ref, you suck chant like three minutes into the game. Nothing even happened yet. Yeah. And I thought that weird. was a little bit, uh, a little hasteful. Yeah. 
I thought the Oilers in general, like the fan base is probably paying too much attention to the officiating, but I actually thought there were some moments where the Oilers themselves were probably paying a bit yeah. too much attention to the officiating. Like Evander Kane was going at the refs. Ryan Nugent Hopkins was given one of the officials an earful at one point. It's kind of like, it's not going to came unglued. Yeah. Like the day on a reaction. I get it. He's obviously frustrated. They just scored the overtime goal, but like, man, well, you yeah. took the penalty. Like, it is what it is. All right, we have a lot to get to today on the show. It's a Sherwood Ford giant game day edition of Oilers Nation every day live from Greta. We're going to be here on Friday for a little ON playoff party. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hashtag ON oil up. Head to GretaBar.com to make your reservation because it is apparently filling up as well. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It is Wednesday. That means our pal Frank Cervalli stopping by for Star Mechanical. You can check him out online, starmechanical.ca, the number one plumbing and heating service in Edmonton. And I know Frank Cervalli's jealous. He's not hanging out with us here tonight. Maybe a cold one when we're done the show. Huh? Frank, what do you think? I was just going to say, I am super sour that I'm not there. I would love to be uh, forming some regrets at the Greta bar. Uh, I like that. It says I it like right that. there. Regretta. Yeah, regretta. It does. <laughs> uh, Frank knew the tagline. Uh, Frank, let's start with uh, game one. Your message to Oilers fans complaining about officiating is? Please shut up. <laughs> Fair. It's, it's, yeah. But it, it's actually a league-wide message because these fan bases, and look, you can, you've paid for your ticket. You can say and do whatever you want. It's not changing anything first off. And second, you just look like a, a whining crybaby fan base. This is the Stanley mm-hmm. Cup playoffs. This happens every single year. Not every call is perfect, but Toronto today, you know, they're saying, oh, we clawed our way back into the game. How could you give this to the Tampa Bay Lightning? I mean, did you see the hit like from <laughs> Michael Bunting? Like he's going to get suspended for two games. Uh, that, was that was a, a blatant five-minute major. Stop it. I love that yeah. Austin Matthews came out after the game and said, yeah, most of those calls were, they were penalties. Same thing for the Oilers. Don't put yourself in that spot where your team is shorthanded in the final minute of a game when you're trying to close it out. Like, there was no need for Boosh to like, I, I don't mind like 
playing the hip, but like, why are you putting your hands up? Why? Like just if his hands are at his side, he can get in his way and it's not a penalty at all. It just didn't make any sense. Bush was fired up and he was, oh man, it's just, that was such a simple mistake. That and he, was, he had a good game too. I know. And he just takes that dumb penalty. I know. Yeah. It was, uh, and that, I mean, Bouchard's night really is a microcosm of the Oilers' entire night, right, Frank? Like it was 40 minutes of dominant hockey, and then you gift it to him in the third. And that's a trait we kind of saw earlier in the midway parts of the season with this team. Yeah. And I think you really saw it last year in the playoffs against these Kings in the first round. Dreisaitl's comments to me were so interesting after game one, the sort of lack of maturity that the Oilers showed. Like, I thought we were past this point. You can always have a hiccup. You know, that happens. Uh, Mistakes are made. But for them to kind of compound the way that they did to lose Monday night, it was kind of like a plane crash. Like, it's not one thing that goes wrong for you to lose the game. It's a series of compounding errors that really cost the Oilers. And that's, you know, I was, it was actually really funny kind of going back to Monday night. I'm not in playoff mode like quite yet. And I was kind of like, I was dozing out a little bit, dozing off. And I was like, the Oilers are in complete control. Like there's no chance that they lose this game to the Kings. And it was, you know, that's what we saw last year. The Oilers opened the door for the Kings to to come back in that series and, and to take a stranglehold on it at one point. This time, this year around, like I think you you hang your hat on the process of the first couple periods of game one. And then after that, um, you know, you got to be better because the Kings are way better this year than they were last year. Yeah. I think there's kind of a glass half full, glass half empty kind of approach to take to this from an Oilers perspective. You can look at it and go, hey, they played great for 40 minutes. If they just copy and paste that, this series is going to be no problem. The other side of it was, hey, L.A. wasn't exactly at their best in that hockey game. And you gifted them one when you should have cleaned it up. Uh, You were someone who had this being a relatively quick series for the Oilers with your predictions, Frank. Uh, You walking that back at all or do you still think McDavid and company can just turn on the Jets and go? Well, I I don't think we're going to have another game this series that McDavid doesn't have a point. I don't think the Oilers are going to cough up multi-goal leads in the third period multiple times. Um, Mm -hmm. Stuart Skinner got some valuable playoff experience, I think, and spoke, and I I loved what he said after the game about this being a learning lesson and and taking the good from a loss like that. Um, I, I just... I refused, and the reason why I picked the Oilers to win the Stanley Cup in this this playoff bracket is because I refuse to accept that Connor McDavid is going to do anything other than absolutely will this team to win. And whatever he has, uh, the superpowers that he has, I think counteract and and um, take over any series. So to think that he's going to be held off the board again, I think is foolish thinking. So you know the fact that the Kings, if you want to reverse engineer this, the fact that the Kings kept Connor McDavid off the board and still almost lost in overtime is another way to look at this as well. It's fair. Yeah, we're going to see those superpowers tonight. I he Last time he was held pointless, he responded the next game with three points against the Maple Leafs. I know they did lose that game, but Connor McDavid has not been held off the score sheet in back-to-back nights very much this year. I think it's only happened twice. So you know we're going to see an angry, pissed-off Connor McDavid in this hockey game. You know the crowd's going to be fired up again for game two. Frank, like 
there is still positivity around the fan base, even though they're down one nothing. When you look around the league, though, a lot of big dogs oh. dropped their first games wow. of the series. In Toronto, it feels like both well, Edmonton and Toronto are down one nothing, but it feels like their fan bases are on opposite sides of the spectrum. As they should be, because your team was not trounced in game one. Mm-hmm. 78 seconds in. It was incredible. I, I mentioned this on Daily Face Off Live earlier today. I was actually driving in my car on the way home from baseball, and I was listening to the Leaf broadcast, and their own team broadcasters, Joe Bowen and, and Jim Ralph, were actually so negative about the first 10 minutes of the game. I was like, oh, my God, it really must be bad. Like, what? Like I, I wish I had video of, of watching the Leafs' first 10 minutes. And so when I got home at the intermission and went back to watch it, it was like, I think Luke Fox at Sportsnet put this perfectly today. He said the Leafs were so far back on their heels that it felt like they were waiting for a trust fall. I mean, this is a team (laughs) that is primed and poised to go on a deep run in the playoffs. All of the metrics, underlying numbers, the way they played this season, everything points to this team being able to burst through and go on a run, especially against a middling Tampa Bay Lightning team who just came in and absolutely smashed them in the face with a two-by-four. And it, it wasn't just you know, the score. It was also the way they battled, the way they played. And the Leafs looked scared. That cannot be a recipe for success for a team that has a closet full of first-round demons. Yeah, like for them, again, the question marks there have been do they have what it takes mentally to get through this series and not have these brutal hiccups? And I think they just showed last night that they are so far away from having those demons exercise. The other series I wanted to get your thought on Frank was uh, Vegas Winnipeg. And then that one being a five, one borderline blowout in Vegas. That was surprising. I just wanted to say just because everyone's going to say, Oh, this guy's a leaf hater. Glass half full is you've got potentially Victor Hedman and Eric Chernak out for game two, and things have a real ability to swing in your favor if you're the Toronto Maple Leafs, and you might be without Michael Bunting, which might be even better for your team, uh, given his (laughs) attitude. Um, With regards to the Jets and the Golden Knights, it was a really weird game if you watched closely because – the first like 20 to 30 minutes, those two teams were sort of wading through it in a way that it was almost like, does anyone want to win? And I get that in a seven game series, there's this feeling out process where teams try and figure out where each other stands. Um, but the Golden Knights were flat, 17 shots on goal, as you can see here in the box score. And they just, they didn't look like they had it. And there were a couple moments in um, talking to some people that were in the building last night that were really surprised with how poorly Lauren Brassois played. They said they, there were a couple shots that went wide that hit the end boards, and he wasn't moving or seeing it until after it had already hit the end boards. So I was like, ooh, that is not a good sign. Um, so you know, this person I was talking to was at the game, and an NHL executive, he goes, uh, yeah. I don't like their goalie. And I was like, which one? He goes, all of them. So, (laughs) you know, it's one of those things that that's going to be a big issue for this team. They, they need to outscore some of their troubles. And there were a lot of them in game one. Yeah. uh, The goaltending. I think we joked on the DFO rundown, Frank, what could you set the line at for goalies used by Vegas in this series? Two and a half, maybe even three and a half. 
two and a half. Yeah, uh, not looking great. There are a lot of underdogs winning, but the Oilers certainly hoping to buck that trend here tonight. Uh, Frank, some people in the chat wanting to know your thoughts on Yanmark potentially being out for the Oilers. I know Jason Greger's reporting he could be done for the series. Jay Woodcroft, and I mean, it's classic playoff coach press conference. Jay Woodcroft didn't comment on it and said he could be available. Um, that's a bottom six guy who looked good, but I have a feeling we might look back at this and go, whew. That opened the door for the Oilers going 11 and seven. And that was a chain, uh, like a series changing moment. Yeah. And if, funny enough, I think one of those things that Jay Woodcroft would actually prefer to do, but maybe didn't necessarily want to make the call. So when you have that happen, it sort of falls right into your lap. Um, I haven't checked in on Yanmark today. Uh, Jason has obviously been all over it. Um, so I, I have no issue to no suspect to, to doubt anything that he said. Um, and moving forward, I think there's been a number of really interesting pivotal decisions on not decisions, but news on the injury front, Joe Pavelski and concussion protocol for the Dallas stars, Patrice Bergeron, not actually dealing with an illness, but it's an injury, uh, going back, I think a few weeks for the Boston Bruins, they're five and zero without him. So maybe not that big of a cause for concern. And so, um, you know, we're two days in and it's the war of attrition is already piling up. Yeah, it's going to be a long, long grind. Thanks for hopping on, Frank. Oh, I wanted to ask you about, so players just keep getting cut all over the league. Like there was that Morgan Barron one last night, which was kind of nuts. Oh, Obviously God. the Evander Kane, I think Dylan DeMello got one too against yours when McDavid caught him. Do you think the league or hockey in general will ever just bring in some equipment to prevent this from happening so often so they're actually trying and what the league has found is they're getting pushback from the players association who is mm. saying oh don't tell us what to wear these things have to be collectively bargained and it's actually for their own safety and best interest and it even goes back to the evander kane skate cut from earlier this year did you guys notice his first game back he doesn't wear any additional cut proof material on his arms like and the sleeves are rolled he, up still. Yeah. He, I think he actually changed that as the season went on. But his first game back, he definitely did not wear any extra protection. And I'm saying, you just went through this. It almost was a lot more serious than just having to sit out for three months. Why wouldn't you just wear an a, it's basically akin to an Under Armour shirt under your gear? Yeah. And players are so ritualize so they're they're freaks of of routine that they can't wrap their brains around something else and so i do think that there's a larger conversation to be had this summer it's actually tabled for the gm meetings in june where liam they talk more about it i doubt we'll ever get to a place where players are wearing full cages but like i wouldn't be against it by any stretch of the imagination like you see morgan Barron here this was a gruesome injury. I said today with Tyler on Daily Face Off Live, it reminds me of one of those scenes in like a Game of Thrones where they just jam a guy's head onto a spike. It was gross. I, I, it's incredible that he didn't lose an eye. And I love the pure hockey guy. Not only is he like trying to rush back and play after 75 stitches, which I hope, by the way, are dissolvable, but he also, <laughs> they asked him after the game, what, you know, what was your thought process as you were you know, getting smashed onto the goalie skate. And he said the first thing he thought of was, did the puck go in? And I was like, <laughs> that is a hockey guy. Yeah, 100%. Good know? 
I'm good. I'm good. I'm all qualified. Yeah. I just I asked oh. because it sounds like a lot of junior teams are going to start bringing in cages. So if the whole of hockey is just doing yeah. that, how long is it going to take for the NHL to get there? But they're obviously adults and can make their own decisions too. So fair enough. All right, Frank. Thanks for hopping on today, man. Enjoy the game, guys. Yeah, there you go. Frank Servali for Star Mechanical, Edmonton's number one plumbing and heating company. You need 24-7 emergency service. Boom. You know Star Mechanical's always got you covered. StarMechanical.ca. It's a Sherwood Ford giant game day. And let's get to the fun stuff. Puck drop is just under eight hours away. That was good quick math on the spot. Yep, yep, it was. Yep, uh, and we want to know your Sherwood Ford giant keys to victory, and we'll be giving away an ON Oil Up playoff tee as well. So drop them in the YouTube chat. Hit the like button as well. What is the key to victory tonight for the Edmonton Oilers as they roll up against the LA Kings for game two of their series? I will go first. I will take the low hanging fruit. Stay disciplined. Stay disciplined. And that's more than just staying out of the box, too. That's keeping up the same level of play, even if slash when you get up two or three goals in this hockey game. Don't take your foot off the gas. Don't get suckered into doing dumb stuff after the whistle. Don't get suckered into trying to play overly physical and take penalties like Bouchard did. Stay disciplined in every facet and you will win this hockey game easily. That first period was awesome. Uh, and so I like the scrums. I like all that stuff, but yeah, I don't take the penalties. Like, I think there's lower, lower hanging fruit and it's just play 60 minutes. Mm-hmm. Again, I go, they kind of go hand in hand where they're just taking kind of weird penalties. Cause they took the foot off their gas, but just like, like I was at the game and yep. those first 40 minutes, you're just like, okay, <laughs> on to game two. Like is it just how it was playing. It was just, like, you couldn't see how the others were going to lose so much so where I was kind of like question myself, like I shouldn't feel so comfortable, but we play like we did the first 40 minutes. Like we're yeah, just going to win. We're just yeah. going to win the games against the King. So just do that. Sergeant battle said, key to the game. Don't give up the first goal. Don't take a major penalty. Basically don't play like the Leafs. Sure. JT <laughs> frustrate the Kings to take more penalties. 91, 93, 97 stepping up for the team. I think that's really three good candidates. There. I'd throw Hyman in the mix as well as guys who need to be better tonight. Uh, Flute said discipline. Wise Kyle said play a complete game. Odin said taking some sleeping pills, boys. Can't wait. So I'm assuming you're trying to just sleep for the next eight hours before puck drop. Yeah, rest up. These <laughs> are late nights. Strategy. I was yep. exhausted yesterday. Uh, Matthew said ban the wave. Yep. Uh, sure. Double uh, <laughs> A says stay out of the box. Discipline and a Devo beast mode game. I like that one from Riley. I really think we're primed for a Connor McDavid beast mode kind of a performance. Uh, Listen, I, this was the joke I made yesterday, Jay Connor McDavid on that two on one passes. And then it ends up in the back of the Oilers net. Like immediately if us sitting in the stands who four or five beers deep understand that that play had an outcome on the game and affected the game. Connor McDavid knows it as well. Of course he does. He's mad. He's just, yeah. he, and, and so that's one thing I did notice in his game on, on Monday, he was going back to like pass only McDavid. He still had five shots though, which shows you how dangerous he could have been with that shot but, first mentality. Yeah, There was a couple like instances where I'm like, okay, hey, yeah, he would have shot there and he went back to his old ways. Yeah. So I'm just wondering, you know, maybe, and, and Hey, it's Connor McDavid. Like everyone still feels some nerves yeah. and some pressure. So, but yeah, I bet you he's just like, yeah, never again. Cameron says key to victory. Know how to play with the lead with team defense. Michael Teixeira says McDaddy Hattie. I like that one as well. Maynard predicting three points for 97. Liam, you put a lot of names in the wheel today. Well, 
Yeah, people, they were coming in at a good rate, so There's I was like able to type them through. in that wheel. All right, let's spin it's it. Anyone. All right, spinning the wheel. I think I just uh, I'm going to pick one I'm going to cheer for just randomly. I'm going with, oh, shit, you went too fast. You can see him right here. Oh, uh, Desiree Williams. Let's go. Jay's got his horse. We are going with. Oh, oh, oh. oh wow. <laughs> Who had the username Hockey Boy? Hockey I didn't boy. even see that one. That was in there. That was in there. All right. Well, uh, the person with the username Hockey Boy, you've won yourself some nation gear. Shoot me an email, Tyler at OilersNation.com and say, hey, I won the prize pack and uh, we'll get that sent off to you as well. Um, producer Aaron, like Riley's key to the game, is a Mc, McDavid beast mode game yeah, tonight. I think yeah. that's what everyone's watching. Yeah, I think I've been on that. We will... Uh, uh, Tyler Mulek, Rashog and Strudwick were talking about that two-on-one. He passed on, they came back and scored. Yeah, I actually think there was another two-on-one earlier in the game, mm-hmm. too, yep, that McDavid him. tried to force one yep. over, too. So it just didn't work that well. Um, but again, Connor McDavid, you know he's not going to... He he probably lost some sleep over those two plays oh, he was, alone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, short for giant game day. Those are our keys to victory. Liam, what's your key to victory? I didn't let you get one. Uh, my key to victory would be just, just don't let off. I think yeah. is a good way to do it. Just keep pushing because it just felt like, like we keep talking about how comfortable we were in the stands. I, I think it's because how comfortable they were on the ice. So just yep. keep it going. Hundred uh, percent. Let's get into some stats powered by our friends at Boston Pizza and their new Fanalytics menu. You like deep fried pickles, beer mosas. Pizza flights? Those all sound good to me, Jay. Oh, the pizza flight sounds amazing. It does. I know. I, I think whole types of pizza on a flight. Yeah. Tonight, it's also Wing Wednesday at BP's. It's it's going to be uh, it's a good Cheesecake Wednesday. Cheesecake Wednesday if you're Liam. Yeah, shout out to Boston Pizza and their new... Liam's a BP-sponsored athlete. Their new yes. menu powered by <laughs> Fanalytics. Let's get into some stats. I mentioned Connor McDavid last game. When he was on the ice at five on five, you played 18 minutes and 33 seconds. Philippe Deneau was on the ice for 14 minutes and 58 seconds. I think a little key to victory here to drop in. Jay Woodcroft, get McDavid some gravy matchups. Play him on the fourth line. Play him with Warren Fogle, who I thought had a really good game. I yeah. think the trio of like McDavid, Fogle, Derek Ryan, if you reel that out twice a period even, that could have some pretty good results for you. Uh, but another thing too, the Oilers bottom six, just, just keep rolling. I mentioned it. McLeod, Fogel, Ryan. The shot attempts were 10 to 3 when they were on the ice at 5 on 5. Bukestad, Cost, and Yanmark. Shot attempts were 7 to 3 for them. And the shot attempts in that hockey game for the Oilers were 69 to 47. They dominated the Kings at 5 on 5. The numbers back it up. You just got to copy and paste those first 40 minutes again, but spread it out over 60 tonight. It's that simple. It really is that simple. They aren't losing this hockey game. Oh, I know. I know. And I just like. Once again, the odds, I just want to just unload the clip on the others to win. And maybe I guess you should, but the, just the pay, I mean, it's so brutal. Yeah. Even the puck line is not great. Plus 105. I know. It's not, it's not in playoff hockey. It's not worth chasing. It's not worth getting that greedy. Yeah. It is. Uh, it, the line is something over. Like, my bet was looking so good. Oilers in the under was just like crazy. It was, it was just set your watch yep. to it. It was happening. I had a uh, Oilers win. Bouchard point and dry saddle two points in a parlay and it was like plus 450. I was like easy. You were right there. Into it. I was already thinking about what I'm going to buy with I the know, money. And I don't like when I get like that but like how that game was going you felt <laughs> yeah. like that. Like they yeah. just, yeah, it was hard not to be like that. So I'm going to be more committed to just being stressed out even if we're up three goals. That's my commitment to the game. Uh, I'm not thinking that it's over because yeah. yep. then, you know, I'm staying focused. So hopefully that transcends onto the players. Yep. My commitment my part. 
is I'm going to eat more bananas. Like Jay just said, stay committed to the game. Yeah. I wasn't sure. that stressed during the game yeah. until the Kings scored. And I had some third period I, bananas. I know. I just, I gotta, I gotta be more committed. Now, to does it. that extrapolate to like banana bread? I, I like to just stick to a, a banana. I had a banana muffin for breakfast today. Well, that's a good sign. It is. It is. I love banana bread. I got some good I, banana bread out there. Yeah, I got so many. I had to take some bananas to my girlfriend's parents' house on Monday to pick up my little bundle and take it over. And they were, they were almost so all gone. So you're stocked everywhere. I'm stocked everywhere. I think Do I have one right now. Near you right now. You just keep one on you. This guy yeah. is committed to the craft. You never know when you need one. You never know. Is the show stressing you out today? It's not enough. Yeah. Always cracking yeah. one open. That's oh, right. Let's get game day. That should be stressful enough. And you all know, you know what else? And I, I want to blame. You know, I'm going to take some of the blame for the loss. Like, I, like, I know it was playoffs, and there was a lot of energy. But like, I think I went to the game. It was rainy, so like the moss pit wasn't that like active uh, and stuff. Yeah. Like, so I wasn't like feeling amped up. I know. I kind of felt and like was, that too. But I would like say to myself, like, why? Why am I not more amped up? Like, yeah, I got up and went crazy when the Oilers scored, but like. So I'm also going to emotionally bring it as well today. <laughs> Tyler Mulix dropped in some just unbelievable references in the chat. I'm What's loving it. What's he saying? Uh, people, uh, Tyler Mulix dropped in a banana bread at work, dude. <laughs> it's a, it's an old TikTok or a vine. And then he says he keeps that. And the wizard eat bananas? On him. Uh, I well, I don't know. I wonder what the byproduct or the uh, result yeah. of that is for him. Uh, Zef says, can you briefly explain the banana thing? Feel like I walked in on the middle of a bit. Basically, Liam last year in the playoffs, uh, like stress ate last bananas. Year. Yeah. yeah. Liam shared with us that he stress ate a bunch of bananas, and we were not going to let that uh, go unnoticed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's continued on. People ask me after every single game how many bananas. I have always get tagged in this meme of a guy going around a grocery store with just a cart of bananas. I got tagged in it twice already today. <laughs> and you Damn know what? It. He's... He's he's promoting a healthy lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, could be worse. Like I don't think there's anything uh, as like in this world that is called too much potassium. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's also, I th- such a thing. And yeah, bananas are good. I am a peanut butter and banana guy. Peanut butter banana sandwich. Peanut butter peanut butter and banana toast. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Kathy, who's a first time viewer today, says, enjoying it, boys. Keep up the good work. Go Oilers. I always like hearing from people who are watching the hey, show Kathy. for the first time Welcome in to the, the chat. Pirate ship. <laughs> the banana <laughs> boat, as we like to call it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's a, that's a good way to, to call it. Uh, we are live from the Sports Closet Studio, taking it on the road out at Greta, where you should be tonight for the game. If you're looking for a spot downtown to watch things, they got Mario Kart there see the basketball game my favorite football game is just around that corner already went checked it out made sure they had the footballs were properly inflated they got many beers on tap which i'm looking at yes they do have a lot of beers on tap as well also shout out to the sports closet i got a fresh ryan nugent hopkins jersey yesterday thought i'd have it for game one didn't but i got it for game two all right let's giddy go. up giddy up shout out to sports closet sports closet dot c a Let's what, talk some betting, boys. Oh, what, what jersey are you wearing tonight? Mm, yeah, because you went Ekholm game one. Do you run it back? So I'm not going tonight. Oh, uh, I am. Uh, I gave my tickets tonight because uh, I'm managing uh, home life. Yeah, uh, family cause, management. Because we are going to be in LA for games three and four. But uh, I wore Ekholm to game one. I probably would double down on Ekholm tonight. Uh, if we were in a real pinch and I felt like we really needed to overturn things, I'd bring on, uh, put on the sign La Testu. Ooh. Ooh. That's I, great glass in case of emergency. That is exactly. So, like, I hope I don't have to pack it to LA, if you know what I'm saying. I am going to go with my 
Yesi jersey tonight. Bringing Pugliavi? it back. Yeah, the Pugliavi jersey. Wow. The dry saddle one, it's, cur- it's a curse thing. Only the Germans can bring out the best in my dry saddle jersey. So I'm going with my Pugliavi one. And if Posh comes to shove, I might have to pull out the signed Dustin Pennant jersey. Mm. Mm. Or you not. might have to make a trip to the sports closet <laughs> yes. and get another option. That I do need one. a royal blue. I don't have a royal. You got to get a royal blue. Uh, Zeph says they're rocking their freshly signed Alish Hempsky jersey today. Oh, Having him on the big cool. screen was dope last game. Oh man, yeah, that was really cool. Could have used some. Uh, you mentioned getting packed for LA. That is going to change up the show schedule a little bit this week. We will have a show on Friday, but it's going to be later in the afternoon. It's going to actually work more like a pure pregame show. But we'll be doing it live from LA at some point on Friday. Oh, okay. So this is, yeah, let's talk about this. So we land at 3.15. Yeah. We got a beeline to our hotel. Yeah. About 30 minutes. Okay. So, so that 3.45. Means, well, four, you think 4 we're 15. off the plane and no. in, a, in a cab? And, no, no. 4.15. So, so we're, we're, we're probably well, we at the hotel 4.15. Let's just call it that. Pacific time. Okay. 4.15 Pacific. So we could go live maybe 4.30, which is 5.30 this time. And then we need to like beeline because we want to be there early for the game yeah. and do like our main concourse walk around what we yeah. like to do and get get the game going okay so let's say 5 30 mountain time show on friday yes saturday no show but we'll have some content sunday we will do we'll do an ama ama an yeah. ama travel ama sunday we're going to do a normal game day version of the show though we'll do it at uh, 11 a.m pacific noon mountain yeah same right. time normal time yeah. and then monday it's the liam show it's just going to oh, be. We'll be traveling. Yeah, it'll just be. I, I forgot it's my birthday Monday, too. So that'll be a nice. So Liam birthday show. Oh, the Liam birthday I, show. I do like that. Yeah, that'll be nice. So make sure we get you a cake. Have some beers. I do like ice cream cake. And cheesecake. <laughs> and cheesecake. You're just a big yes. cake guy in general. Uh, all right. So that's how the show is going to line Send up. Send your bananas for, uh, to Liam. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> birthday bananas. Uh, yeah. Anyways, we're going down to LA. All thanks to our friends at AMA Travel who made it all possible. I mean, this thing, we didn't know until what day that the Oilers were actually playing the LA Kings in round one. So that goes to show what AMA Travel can do. Well, AMA is committed to the crowd. Yep. They like uh, the partnership, so they want to make sure we're down there doing content. Anyone who's looking to travel for the Oilers playoff run, I would highly support going through AMA Travel. Go through the website. Tyler can give you so many testimonials about all of his summer trip planning. Oh, yeah. But uh, they've got our backs uh, this playoff, so we're super happy to continue to work with them. Let's take a look at the AMA Travel Out-of-Town scoreboard and what else is going on tonight in the NHL. Islanders-Hurricanes Game 2 at 5 o'clock. Bruins-Panthers Game 2 at 5.30. Stars Wild at 7.30. That is a big one. If Dallas goes down 2-0, no Joe Pavelski? Woo! Woo! Yeah, like, man, Mini, I know, like, Mini's pesky. Yeah, and as long as their goaltending solid, and 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 uh, you know they've got the they're they 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 led with flower right, and so they'll continue with him. No, they led with Gustafson. Oh, they went with Gustafson. Yeah, Gustafson. yeah he made fifty one saves in game one. Because but there was questions going into the yeah, series. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. It was, was up flying. in the air. Okay, well then their goal t- fifty one saves. Yeah, double OT. Holy shit! So he stole the game. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah. That's that's an interesting one. That is an interesting one. I I still think Dallas has a chance on that one, but that's they're pesky. Fun. They are pesky. Those those wild. Candy said, eat up the LA street tacos and bacon wrapped dogs. Oh, yeah. I've we're big fans of the street food in LA from when we went last year. Street food. We're yeah. doing something fancy. We're a little bit, not even bougie. It's we're, we're by, by not staying at the near the arena, we're saving a bunch of money. Yeah. And we're staying in Manhattan Beach. So if anyone's around there, come. We'll, yeah. We'll, you know, we'll be there. 
How about uh, also last night, AMA travel out of town scoreboard. Liam, Seattle stunning the Avs. That, that was, was a shocker. That was unexpected to say the least. Yeah. And when you watch the game too, they played way better than the Colorado Avalanche did. But we got our our bets right yesterday too, saying the Rangers and Lightning would both win. We did. So there you go. 2-0. Every, every underdog won yesterday. Shout out to Betway. Let's uh, dig into our game day big bets challenge playoff edition brought to you by Betway. The Oilers are big, 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 big favorites in this hockey game. Minus 211 uh, on the money line. The over under in this game is set at six and a half. The Oilers on the puck line is plus 105. Oilers minus two and a half plus 190. That's not a lot of juice, though. Um, there are a couple things I like in this hockey game, but I'll let you guys go first. Liam, what do you like this evening? Uh, I'll speak. I don't have the screen. I forgot. Oh, I did um first period power play goal. Ah, I don't hate plus that. Plus 120, I think it was. Oilers quick strike. Yeah, plus 120. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I feel like it's going to happen. I should have just gone with my gut last game too. Because I had dry side all over a point and a half, uh, locked and loaded on the sheet. And I got talked into the poly in it with a win. I would be up right now in this I mean, series. That was, well, even in hindsight, it was wise. It even was. Yep. lost. Like, it's because we should have won that game. <laughs> But none of us went, oh, only Tyler went for an Oilers win tonight. I'm probably going to double down on my Oilers money line plus, minus six and a half, but that's not my, uh, my bet your, for the your public. Your bet's a Kane goal. My bet's a Kane goal. Kane was, he was feisty, uh, you know, and I think he's even going to be pissed. So he's going to be driving the net and he's going to get something. He's due. He's due for a hat trick, to be honest, mm-hmm. but uh, we're not going to get that great. It's playoffs, lower scoring, but Kane does love scoring hat tricks against the King. King. So Kane against the Kings. I'm going simple puck line plus 105. Easy. Oilers win by at least two tonight. I just, I'm not getting oh, cute. Man. I'm not adding anything into it. I am just straight up taking the puck line. I like your, I like how you're making it sound like that's simple. It is. It's easy. Just go win by two. I am, um, I think I might bring it out tonight. Power play goal on an empty net. Yeah, that's uh, it's going to be a close one. That's like the game was shaping up to kind of go that path. Yeah, they pulled, um, they pulled him right there. It was right there. Oh man, God! I just I'm still like I guess I'm not over it. I'm not over that we lost, and <laughs> I guess I'm not over it, and that's okay. Um, so, anyways, Kane goal, and I'm also my secondary bet is going to be Oilers in the under. Oilers in the under, not bad. I like this one from Eric. It's not betting related, but he says, I booked a trip for someone from Calgary to Vegas and referred them to AMA. Said, quote, heard about them on the Oilers Nation podcast that is still going this time of year. Hey. Uh, hey. Chirp in there. Uh, CD Local (laughs) says, I agree. I got Kane tonight. Um, Mistaken Mexican says, sorry, not going to happen, Liam, when it comes to the power play goal, empty net goal. I am honestly feeling, I think it's the same as last year. I think those are going to just take it to him today. See, here's the thing too. Colorado were down by two goals last night and they pulled the goalie at 441. Yeah. So you think if the Oilers are... Wow, that's aggressive. Yeah, it is. And like maybe not pulling him quite that early, but if it's like three minutes just slightly under, like Mm -hmm. they're going to pull him. I think it worked for them last time. Why wouldn't they try and pull it off again, right? Uh, Tyson says 4-2 Oilers win with an empty net goal. Kimo says big Oilers win. Let's go. Maynard, 97 yesterday, 97 today. We're at exactly 97 likes on the stream. How about that? Keep Keep it it there. No one else like it. Don't Don't like the stream. I'm going to unlike it. I know that hurts us, but don't. Yeah, that's a good omen. It means that that David's going to have a good one. Uh, Robert says it's going to be 4-1 with an empty netter. Kimo says Ekholm scores. I love it. Yeah, yeah, he's due. 
I love it. We're down to 96 because you unliked it, Liam. No, people are playing oh, now games we're 97. It keeps going up to 98, so I have to unlike it. There it is again. Yeah, we're at 97. No one touch it. Just leave it. We're good. Down to 96. <laughs> okay, don't worry. I'm on this. Liam just keeps liking and unliking it based on where we're going there. Uh, good news at 3-1 with a nuge goal. Egan, 4-0. Oilers, a Skinner bounce back. And I like this one from Desiree. 7-2 Oilers. There's no empty netters. Yeah, like I... I'm I'm hoping this is like a six nothing game, like me, just me statement game. Yep. Send LA packing, scared, knowing that we're coming down to LA to whoop their ass in front of their fans. Mm-hmm. Like this is a statement game to me, and a statement means us getting a lot of goals and them got getting any at all. Uh, we took the Sports Closet Studio on the road again today. They got three locations in the Edmonton area. Kingsway Mall, St. Albert Mall, and Sherwood Park Mall. Shout out to Greta for letting us swing by and do the show here with some cool graffiti in the background this as well. It's a, it's a nice, nice wall. Set. Yep. Got a nice set today. It's a nice wall, and there and are a lot too. of beers on tap. I don't know what time they open at today, but, but I'm wondering if maybe we can just say hey, just a quick one. I think it's it is a game day. Yeah. It's game day. Got to get after it early. Five o'clock somewhere. Sure. I would assume. I don't know. Probably. Yeah. Got to be. All right, game day, shortboard giant game day edition of Oilers Nation every day. Wrapping it up. I'm loving everyone dropping in their predictions in the chat as well. Uh, make sure you hit the subscribe button before you close your today if you haven't already. 820 puck drop. Oilers, Kings, game two. Are you calling it a must win? Well, it's playoffs. Every game's a must win. Sure. Liam, is it a must win? It, yeah, I think you can't go down to nothing. I'm with you. I think you can't go down 2 nothing on home ice. Let's see how the Oilers respond to a little bit of pressure this evening down at Rogers Place. Shout out to Star Mechanical, Sports Closet, Sherwood Ford, The Giant, Boston Pizza, their new fan analytics menu, AMA Travel, and Betway 19+. plus. Please play responsibly. Shout out to everyone who is active in the chat today. We're back tomorrow with Sean Bell, Noon Mountain Time. Won't want to miss it. Enjoy game two. 